Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So I'll, I will just get straight into it. Uh, so for all the shift listeners, uh, today's guest is Sean Murphy. Welcome. Thank you for doing the show. Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. Are you Irish American? Uh, I am 100%. <laughs> it wasn't hard to guess. <laughs> But your name, your first name is spelled differently than most of my friends that are, or most people that are related to me spell it S-E-A-N. So. Oh, see, I, I don't, I, I'm too lazy to look into this, but I always thought, I, like, I know, like, no use because I'm S-H-A-U-N. I know, like, no people like that. I don't know if that was, like, traditional Irish or, like, bastardized Irish. I have no idea. I think traditional is the S-E-A-N, um, and there's, like, a father in there because it's, like, that's Irish, I mm. I thought the sh- your name was the English version of it, but I could be wrong. Don't don't let me mess with your. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a W too. That's also very popular. Yeah, I guess because to me, I could be making this up now, but like to me, it's British people read S E A N as Sean, so to, like they're spelling it phonetically. Like I feel like a mm. lot of the towns at home, like Dublin is was originally Dublin. So they were like, oh, Dublin. Um, when Dublin is like Blackpool uh, or like I'm from Kildare, which is Kildara. But when the Brits pronounce it, it's Kildare. So I'd like to think I have like a white trash American spelling <laughs> of, of Sean. Maybe. No, I could be completely wrong. There'd be a bunch of Sean's messaging me and you'd be like, what are you talking about, Katie? But, you know, I just like to kind of go with my fantasies and say that they're based off nothing. Just me making it up. Well, I mean, definitely the Dublin and the Kildara and stuff like that. The name towns at home. That's why they're called that because it's just how they were pronounced for British people. But um, or you know what? Maybe my dad was lying to me. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> wait. You had said you just you're releasing a new album. Yes, uh, it's on YouTube. Um, it's called Neil, uh, and you know, audio is available anywhere people can get that. And yeah, it's like, pretty. Uh, it's all right, you know. Like Neil, no, it's. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> is this your first album or second? First. Oh, great! And then it's called Neil, like as in Neil in prayer. No, as in uh, as in the name Neil. It's based on a joke in my act oh. of someone asking me for a cigarette, and then his friend being like, "That that loser doesn't smoke. He looks like he's named Neil," and uh, so. That's what I, I get a lot of people calling me Neil after shows, so I figured I'd go with it. What's wrong with the name Neil? <laughs> Neil is a bit, I would say, like Dublin gangster back home. Like Really? Okay. Nilo, or again, people are going to message <laughs> me and be like, stop making up shit to the Americans, Katie. <laughs> but yeah, Neil's not like, a, um, yeah, oh my God, don't mind them. Uh, you don't look like a Neil. Um, I mean, you look like a Sean. You oh, okay, me, I'll take that. When I think of Sean and then Sean the Sheep and it's spelt like that. And that's then true, yeah. That's my where my association goes. But that's really exciting about your album. And you just got passed at the cellar as well. So for anybody yes. listening, you should definitely go listen to the album. He is uh, amazing enough to be at the best comedy club in America. So go listen and write to him and let him know if he looks like a Neil. <laughs> um, that's so funny I thought it was like an Irish Catholic thing like kneel in prayer and then my <laughs> yeah. my head went to also like the football thing where they were kneeling for Black, oh, yeah, Black Lives yeah. Matter and I was like he's hardly talking about that that's in the tw- <laughs> 10 seconds of you explaining it that's where my brain went to <laughs> but okay kneel the name um and so on I when we were talking about doing the podcast you sent like because now what I'm doing with people is being like is there anything that you would like to talk about on the podcast? Because um, sometimes, you know, people have like uh, interesting perspectives on datings and stuff that if they have something great. And so right. you said you're a man who hates one night stands. And then you said, I don't know if that's still kind of <laughs> rare. 
I mean, that is rare. I don't. Okay, um, is it? Yeah, my my boyfriend has been on the podcast one. She doesn't like one night stands either, or so he told me. Um, <laughs> but I think that's kind of rare. I think most guys. Also, my boyfriend says that, but I'm like, if he were single, I'm sure he'd still go home with a, a hot girl if she asked him to. But I just think he prefers the like getting to know someone. Yes. Intimate. Is well, that- I think it's like it's in a in a bubble. It's exciting. I think most people think it's exciting. New person. Oh, my God. This person thinks I'm attractive. It's exciting. But in the reality of it is so like I just remember one time being in like some woman's bed who I didn't really care for that much and just heard just and just talking and being like, oh, your brother's at Rutgers. Cool. And like you just like <laughs> oh, you, just, you just have to have these conversations that you don't really like. It's exhausting to know someone intimately that you don't feel like knowing intimately. Absolutely. No, I think it's um, I think it's a. Uh... Uh, like uh, the thought of going like if my boyfriend broke up with me uh and I say that because I have no intentions of breaking up with him but if he broke up with me <laughs> I mean he's just the best he makes me tea every morning that's all I need but uh the thought of someone else touching me um <laughs> feels disgusting like you know it just like oh, I don't know it actually repels me like I could never have an affair because uh, I yeah I just don't want anyone I, I go just from the the time commitment of the like imagine to me I'm in a relationship now as well but like the the idea of just being like I, I don't even if you told me like this a super hot lady wants to hook up with you but like just going through the ordeal of like you have dinner you get to know each other you gotta you know maybe you go to a second location then maybe you go back to their place and then you know maybe you you stay over and they're like, that's like such an, that's like six hours. <laughs> and like, it's an ordeal for sex that probably isn't going to be that good. Like for me, sex is so much better. The more I get to know the person, the more comfortable I am. So like, I feel like it's a complete waste of time. I, I'm with you on that because it's usually a disappointment. And then maybe if you see them again, it'll get better. But you're investing again, a lot of time just to orgasm. And it's like, mm, I don't know, I can yeah, do that better right. alone. Yeah, 100%. And it's just just like a better, better use of time. Like, especially as you get older, and you're like, ah, like, that's like my whole day. Exactly. And like, what I love now about being in a relationship is like, I want us to like, make sure we're good with our sex life, of course. But it's so nice to be like, I'm tired. Can we just like reschedule <laughs> this? And they're like, yeah, because you're together. So it's not that big of a deal where if you, if you go home with someone, you're like, you got to do it and you got to and you're full from the food or maybe you're a bit too drunk. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, you're like, Ugh, you feel I always I never liked it. I, always I, felt I feel like we've been programmed by sitcoms and stuff to or, or like movies, TV that like getting older, scheduling sex is lame. But like sometimes the schedule sex pretty awesome. But like when you have that thing of you're like, okay, we're going to watch a show, we, you know, we'll, we'll finish that ice cream and then maybe we have sex after that. Like, like Just to kind of have a planned out thing, kind of nice. I think it's nice too. And I say my boyfriend sometimes is like, oh, you know, we don't have to schedule it a lot. And I'm always like referring back to a therapist who was on this podcast who was like, you have to schedule it if you have busy schedules because you could mm-hmm. go if you yeah, you could go a week or two without and not realize so if you're like just if you have a busy week and I think for me I like to know okay that's that's in the plan tonight that's in the book tonight we're gonna watch a movie have sex um just because like if if it's if you're always like trying to be spontaneous it's like I'll probably be tired or I might not be in the mood but that way I'm getting myself in the mood like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the toilet before Mm -hmm. I'm gonna you know I know this is happening maybe don't eat dairy right now because I always (laughs) fuck my stomach (laughs) Are, are you a scheduler in general I'm a big like planner scheduler person yeah yeah I know 100% like even when I'm dating that's been my biggest bane of dating because it's it comes across as a bit unchill and I found it very stressful when men would be like you'd be dating them and they'd be like oh yeah cool I'll like see you next week and I'd be like no you won't if you don't tell me now (laughs) I'm you're like I'm yeah I I have my four coffee dates with my friends planned I have my shows Mm -hmm. planned I have my movie I want to watch I have like the idea that I'll go exercise which I never do but it's in the plan you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So no, I hate. And so, yeah, I'm a big planner with my boyfriend, which is great. I even talked to him recently. Like I was like, I think we should share calendars just because like I oh, need. Oh, yeah. But he's so good with that stuff now. He'll be like, hey, this is like when I'm going away for work and this is the dates I'm free next week to do date night. And um, and like we'll still crash at each other's house like all the time. But date night is like really important once a week to plan in like a specific like go outside, do something. So well, especially with comedians, like you're just like, you know, your nights are all messed up and like you're you got to squeeze stuff in absolutely yeah so yeah and would you be a planner as you were saying you would be a planner as well oh yeah i'm a big planner and i try i try and like i think i do a pretty good job of not over planning you know like if you on a vacation you want to have like okay let's hit these four things but you don't want to be the psycho who's like one to two we do this <laughs> two to two fifteen we do like i don't do that but i try and have a general sort of plan yeah, I'm the same. And I, even when I go on holidays, I'm like, whatever. I'm very go with the flow on holidays because I just want to relax. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I like to know what my weeks ahead. It just it makes me feel more relaxed. Um, same, same, same. And like if you do something spontaneous, fine. But, um, <laughs> don't sound so excited about yeah, it. Like the spontaneous <laughs> can be we don't know what we're doing on date night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no uh yeah like if it happens organically fine but yeah and I think um I think a lot with the one night stands too is I for me I have to get to know the person get comfortable so they can like know my body and stuff like that so it's never going to be good on the first night and then it it's so strange because it's someone you barely know and then they're inside you you know when you think about it I know that I'm being so old school about it, but it's like when I look back at like, of course, for me, when I'm like such an emotional person uh, and I get off on like that, I was never going to enjoy it with any of those guys that I slept with on the first night. I remember sleeping with a guy on the first night and he I if we weren't in my apartment, I would have thought we were being recorded because I was like, oh, he has just modeled this off porn. It was like position position noise it, it was all like acting and uh it was just the worst it was awful like I, I always could be wrong about this but I feel like stereotypically like w- women face more of like a degree of craziness yeah in, no, in dating men like like because even when I like I went on a bunch of dates when I was single and like I didn't really have crazy stuff. I had a bit like, ah, this person was fine. This person was a little weird, but it wasn't like, you know, I talked to women and the stories are like out of control. And the same thing with sex things. And like most of the people I had were just like, oh, that was, you know, maybe I'm not into that or that was, but like the degree of craziness was relatively in a narrow window. No, I agree with you. Sometimes you'll be telling your guy friends and they'll be like, no way but then when you you talk to your girlfriends they're like please you know like yeah. they, they can top the <laughs> yeah. story and mm-hmm. I feel like for women we're conditioned um so well firstly you have like there's a lot more men in New York City New York City I would say brings a lot of narcissists to the or that mm. style because you know people okay. really think they're gonna make it here so you're just and then if you're working late you're open to more that style like bartender DJ and a lot of bartenders are like failed music maybe not failed yet they don't believe they failed and it's totally fine like bartending is a great job it's loads of money like it'd be hard not to but for some of them let's say like want to be musicians or actors Mm. or whatever so there's still that belief that they're gonna make it so they don't really want to settle down with you because when they make it they're gonna be dating like kim kardashian or whoever you know (laughs) i I remember going on dates so many women i went on dates with were like so accomplished and it was like embarrassing like I'd just be like I'm doing comedy and they'd be like well you know I'm a lawyer I have my own place and I'd be like what like (laughs) like I'd be like I'd almost have to be like you are too good for me it's weird that I have to say this but like that's and, so and I feel, true. I'm not like yeah. not that they're too good for you but the women are really accomplished in New York City that is like yeah. such a like real um observation and like I see like like a lot of uh you know stand-up jokes from women and they're like this guy he had one towel he he never buys food and you're just like what it like where like what it's insane to me but I I believe it uh, but it's like it's crazy the discrepancy between the dating pools yeah I had I've dated a few older guys one was in his 40s had only one bed 
bedsheet and roommates but it was like fine but it was like okay I don't I don't mind the roommates but like at least buy if you can you know you could afford another bedsheet like that was and the bedsheet had a hole in it oh I was like come on get your axe guy you're in your 40s but um, yeah and that's supposed to be the benefit of dating older is that they're like a human being (laughs) but yeah this is another person who thought they were gonna make it and I think that's the big thing as well there's always that I don't want to commit. I'm going to make it. Um, and then I, so, and then there's so much more women in New York city. And like you said, a lot of women are extremely successful here or just like gorgeous or just a great. Um, and then uh, when women date here, a lot of us are not, our family are here. Um, and there's a lot more crazy that comes with those levels mm. of narcissism and levels of like, just like egos so you're going on these dates and then if you don't want to see them again you always have to be like okay I gotta be as nice and polite and uh, massage this ego so that this guy doesn't murder me I'm in New York City no one's gonna notice I'm gone for like a day or two unless my roommate notices Mm -hmm. Um, and so like women we're dealing with more crazy and we have to be extra safe with it as well so like I was just saying on another podcast how this guy I went on four dates and I didn't want to go on a date with him again and he just kept being like but why I don't understand he wrote on my Instagram like on a public post it was mortifying and he kept texting and I was like look I was being nice before but if like if you want me to be honest your feelings would be hurt so just drop it um but I was like because you're trying to be nice and get out of it because you don't want to get murdered but they yeah it's just like a lot of egotistical it can be hard um for sure so yeah yeah I feel bad for women as well and then we get our period on top of that (laughs) I, I like I'm like uh, I had a show a show last night I had like um, an Irish show and uh, it was Irish lads and I always feel a bit like when it's your own people like um, more like I want to do well and as the only woman as well but last night I'd watched the Kanye documentary so I was like you know what you're gonna have fun and you're not doing this for anybody else like you know you're great and just have fun and I uh, genuinely had such a great set like so much like where they were saying it and the Irish lads never give compliments you know they're like very <laughs> like the Irish comedians of like oh yeah ooh, you know like they wouldn't actually say it so the fact that they were saying like felt very rewarding and then I went and did a show and it was so nice because I've always felt like a bit of like you know I hope there's not like sexism in like the you know in the mm. comedy world and then especially with the Irish guys but they were very supportive it was very nice it felt like a really rewarding and I felt like yeah like I did it for the women and even one of the guys and he didn't mean anything bad but he brought me up as the next comedian as a female and like mm, he he's yeah. not realizing like anything but I was like all right um but uh but then it all worked out and then I went to a different show and the audience was kind of tight but they were like fun but they were kind of tight but the first comic on stage a man um was talking during my set like before he went up talking so loud that the audience was looking at him and like oh, one wow. of the audience was like Shh, and it was like totally disrupted and it was so annoying because like it just showed how little respect he had for me but mm-hmm. also like you're thanking me bringing you up <laughs> so you're right, you know? right and it was so loud I like checked my uh recording when I came home last night I could hear it from my phone recording <laughs> And he did, and the the like. I had been so happy that I felt like, oh my god, like I've shown these Irish lads that like I'm one of them, you know. And mm. then I came, and then a man just t- no respect, didn't even apologize afterwards. And then another guy, I in between comics, the audience were being like a little weird when I said something. I was like, you guys are being weird. Come on, like let's have fun. And I was just like having the crack with them. And then this other male comic like pulled me aside afterwards, who's younger than me, um, and was like, uh, "Can I give you a bit of advice?" Oh no! <laughs> uh, and like sat me down in the green room and was like, "Just never like say that the audience are being weird. If they're being weird, it's your fault." And he just didn't have a great set, and I think he was blaming me on it. But like, mm-hmm. I've seen a ton of hosts do that, and it's just like having fun and being like real with them. And I don't. Mm-hmm necessarily agree with that but I also am like getting my period so I was very emotional 95 <laughs> percent like, of sentences that start with can I give you some advice no you can't because normally they come from people that aren't like ab- above you or even your peers it's people that like you kind of I don't want to say think less than but you're like I don't think I would take your advice on most things but you're about to give me advice that I did not ask for a hundred percent and well and in fairness I actually was like okay I just didn't really I was just a bit confused and then he just like said all this stuff and like you're the leader of the ship and if you say weird it'll make them weird and I, I was going back but I was like no because then I was like having a crack with them like I was doing callbacks on all the little crowd work and they were laughing it was fine like 
I got them good for him coming up. But I think he just didn't want to be admit to himself that he just didn't have his best set. He had a fine right. set and it was just easier to blame me. And I was texting all my friends who are hosts being like, is it bad that I said that? And they were like, no, this is the guy having. But I think just that I had felt so rewarded for winning over a group of guys in this like guy world to have two guys just like disrespect me. And I'm definitely getting my period. I started to cry at the comedy club which is like mortifying because it also fits me in that girl <laughs> uh-huh. stereo and then I just was like my eyes were like watering and he was like I'm not seeing your face get wet am I and I'm like it's just been a really long day and it's <laughs> easy for you to nitpick because he hadn't even uh-huh. seen my host set that was just a two a minute thing he saw and I said and I'm working really hard um another comic told me I was doing the Lord's work so fuck off but and then he was like no 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 this is just like advice this is just advice. like he's as if he's a big brother and I'm like a couple of years older than him and that's the <laughs> other thing I look so young so they don't realize as well and I just um was like no yes I just these are just you know just a little stressed and then you're like making excuses for being upset but it was just mm-hmm. like uh and then like I'm and I'm probably getting my period and so that's the worst part is about being a woman is like is frustrating and that is upsetting that's really annoying but if you're also going through those hormonal changes if someone says boo to you your eyes are gonna just mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like this now- is not the time sir <laughs> the moon is out <laughs> now I always heard is this true in your instance that like women comics like never get hit on by guys after the show no, I get because they're hit. like intimidated. That's no, what I've I, always heard. Yeah, no, I get hit on, um, and that doesn't mean like that I think I'm anything better than the other women who mm-hmm. who have said that. But uh, I I also talk a lot about like uh, you know like didn't know I could masturbate till I came here jokes or like oh, okay, uh, so, my I... my view of this whole sexual world. So I think they're always like I'll and I'll talk about having a boyfriend and it means nothing. I've Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've had guys slide into my DMs and it's like they totally miss the whole point of what I'm talking about, about like not being comfortable having sex. And then, uh, yeah, no, I've had, uh, and then just think that I'm joking about maybe having a boyfriend or something. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I, mm. I actually think um, a lot of my female friend comics get hit on. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, but changing I've, then. I've heard that too, but also a lot of my like our generation of female comedians um and there's a lot like I feel like okay so when I started comedy it was real boys world and even Mm -hmm. in the clubs it was a real boys world and I kind of got into the clubs in New York pretty like quickly just like as the the youngest as in like the lowest tier and worked my way up but there's more more comics coming in like women um and there is older women comics as well but I feel like there's more men to older women but when I'm looking at the younger age range my boyfriend's five years younger than me I'm, and he does comedy too. I'm seeing a lot more younger women coming in. So that's really exciting. And But they're all mm. hot as fuck and they're wearing hot outfits on stage. And they're like, <laughs> whereas when I started, I was like dressing down. But now I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll just dress the way I like. And um, right. my, my girlfriends, my girlfriends are a little older, but uh, they dress the way they like. They always get hit on as well. But I think uh, a lot, I genuinely think it's more to do with the guys who hit on us after shows aren't the greatest guys. They're guys who are like, yeah, oh, she's in the limelight and I want to be in the limelight. Or it's those guys who want to do comedy and they're like, oh, she'll help me get into comedy. Mm. Oh, any guy I've dated from comedy, it's been a fucking nightmare. So uh, <laughs> I've had to block those guys. Like literally, I've been like, oh, you're you're psychopaths. So mm. it, it might be better for the women who don't get asked out. But also I'd say it's their content because some women get up and they're like, I fucking hate men and they totally like that's their style too and it's funny but Mm -hmm. I don't have any hate men jokes I talk about how I like my dad so they're like oh okay (laughs) 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 so I don't know but yeah have you have you found that you get hit on after shows uh extremely rarely I think because also I I think that one night stand thing I think I project that energy of like I'm not uh you know i'm like boyfriend guy so if a a woman has a crush on me like they she wants to like marry me she doesn't want to like go home with me that night that's that's like that's not the crushes i i get that's the same with my boyfriend as well he like never was into hooking up and usually it's like he's just had relationships and when i saw him on stage he was talking about how he doesn't like hooking up and how he likes having a girlfriend and I like slid into his DMs because I was like, oof, this I want to be a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna see what else he wrote. Uh dating as a skinny guy. I feel like a lot of women immediately write skinny dudes off. 
no one really talks about that end of body shaming (laughs) spectrum that is actually interesting and you know what if Uh anybody watches naked attraction and i'm not talking i'm not this might seem like inappropriate to you i'm not making any judgments on you okay but when me and my boyfriend, we watched a bunch of Naked Attraction back home, which is like a dating uh, show where you get to see their body parts because the people have to pick them oh. off their body parts, not their face. Um, it's hilarious. But uh, uh, What is this on? Because I want to watch this. Now. Oh, you can see it here on Amazon, but you have to pay for it. But honestly, I would recommend it because okay. I, I like it's been so great. Like I have all these like fun jokes about it on stage, but like every audience member is like, we're going to watch. I'm like promoting them. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you get to see all their penises and vaginas. But me and Leland, when we were watching it, we were like, every skinny guy had like the biggest penis. <laughs> I, 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 well, you, I like getting that uh, that rumor out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you watch it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it was wild. Like all the like muscly men had like smaller willies. And it's so funny because you would think like a big muscly guy would have a bigger willy. But whatever, it was like these scrawny guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about yours because I'll make you uncomfortable. <laughs> but we'll keep the rumor out there. We'll keep the rumor out there. But so why do you find did you find it hard as a skinny man? It was it's it's just kind of very interesting because like in the same way I think there are like a segment of women that write off like short guys, right? I think there's a huge segment of women that write off like skinny guys. Because I think traditionally a lot of people want like, oh, I'd like the guy to be, you know. Uh, taller than me that you know be able to pick me up if need be the end like and I cannot do this (laughs) so like it was uh you can almost just tell in matches I got matches I didn't get or even just on like first second dates people would be like no I don't want a guy I could like swap you know a pair of jeans with that's not that's not uh what I'm into which is is fair enough people are allowed to but, but it was like it's just weird that to me that like I feel like the the skinny guy contingent is gets a little like side eye and but no one really no one really talks about that I feel like I think you're right actually because I have heard girls say um and I think a lot of it has nothing to do with not finding a skinny guy attractive it's more to do with they don't want to be it's more to do with female body image issue Mm -hmm. because they don't want to be the thicker one now with the with the way things are going and like with thickness becoming um very like popular which is great um I think that will change but I think for a lot of women from my generation they want to be able to like be the skinnier one or if your guy if your boyfriend is like a bit bigger then you're okay if you put on a little bit of weight so it's all to do with our own insecurities yeah Yeah, which is it's very interesting so my ex-girlfriend she was bigger than me and I couldn't tell, I don't, I don't think it bothered her, but there also, she would like make comments, not necessarily in a shitty way, but just like, you could tell she was very aware of it, you know? Yeah. And I don't think it was an accident that like weirdly, like 80% of my dating app matches were Asians just because I think they tend to be shorter and smaller. So like I come across as bigger yeah. too. Oh, you know, so like my, my girlfriend now, we're actually, we're both very tall and skinny, but like, yeah, it was just, yeah, I think you said, uh, you said it right. Like a lot of people, it's like their own thing where they kind of, you know, yeah. they want to be with someone who's just bigger than them because it makes them feel better as well, I, which I, I get, you know. I, yeah. And I think that's with everything. I think it's just your own insecurity. Like even when women say they want a taller guy, but if you're really honest about it, why? It's because it looks you in your head, you look good walking down the street mm-hmm. or, you know, it makes you feel tiny and smaller. So really it's, yeah, it's like, it's not an offense to men. It's just more people dealing with their own. Cause really, why would you care when you think about it? Like, is that genuine? Why is that genuinely more attractive? If there was a but honestly, I wouldn't want to date a guy who was short, shorter than me either. If I really loved him, grand, and he was really nice, but I like that Leland's taller. But yes. I don't know why. Why? <laughs> why? Well, wait, how, how tall are you? I'm five. I like to say five, six and a half, but then people laugh at me and say I'm five, six. I don't know why they're so rude about it. But well, so, uh, so, so to be fair, a guy shorter than you would be pretty short. Yeah, I'd be pretty short. Like there was a comedian and he's very short and he also has like short guy energy. You know, he he's not bad but every time I meet him he drops the same story about this famous guy and it's I had to tell him one of the times because I just exhausted hearing the same story 
about this famous guy that he works with I had to tell him that me and Leland were in a fight and then I just like wasn't in a very chatty <laughs> wow that, that's a real indictment of a story <laughs> you had to make up a story to not hear a story again. I mean he tells it the same and it's so funny because every time I think of it like when I meet him I'm like oh you're like kind of proving this short guy energy theory mm. but he's like not a bad person but it's just like it feels like he's making up for the lack of height with like well I know such and such and I know so and I'm like whatever who gives a shit so um he um uh yo yeah I was like hosting a show and he was on it and it was just like when I went up to like pull up the mic and I had to pull it up like higher I did talk in my head yeah I wouldn't want to date someone who was that short which is so mean I thought this while I was on stage just a fleeting talk but of course like if you like I also never thought with my boyfriend now I never thought he would be my type um uh he's like a little like a little chunkier than what I usually go for but I just like adore him and find it so attractive because it's him and it like shines right, through right, right. and it's like cozy and comfortable um and he like I, holds I himself think a, well a lot of people you know they have like a type or think they have a type and I feel like more often than not they end up with someone who's not that type yeah it's you know? so true I agree with you a lot I would have yeah I would have always thought my type is like I always went for um this is gonna make me sound awful but like I liked when they looked cool you know like mm. cool vibe um charming like able to hold a conversation with people like extrovert um uh and kind of like just a bit into themselves and they always ended up being awful today and like my boyfriend's really introvert he would rather stay home most of the time like I bring him out which is great um but he's really introvert at a party which is like actually works out really well because I'm the talkative one I'm the social one so it's fine and then he dressed awful when we first started dating um (laughs) (laughs) so like that's a classic uh 90 percent of guy things even even with my like girlfriend I'm like you go through my closet and just throw away my like five ugliest shirts just do me that favor yeah he was delighted when we talked about it because he was like I would love your help I have no idea and I was like oh I would love to help you because I hate your clothes. So <laughs> my best friend, Tori, she said this and we she's probably said it on this podcast, but I don't remember if she has, but she said like, it's so funny. Me and her have spent all this time dating guys trying to fix their brains and um, guys who already dress well, look good. And then just trying to fix them. And she was like, that's so much work. She was like, I'm so glad like you started dating Leland. Somebody's already fixed inside and you could just like bring him shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that's like so yeah yeah what a smart because like fixing the brain is so it it, you might never do it it takes years and effort but like wardrobe that's the you could fix that in an afternoon and even if he never did fix his clothing i'd still be with him it's just like a nice cherry on top but also who the fuck did i think i was like a lot of women like out here like trying to fix these guys we don't have therapy degrees we're not counselors we're not psychologists and we're like oh yeah tell me about your childhood Oh my god, I love Leland's never told me about his childhood. It's when we're together 10 months. It's amazing. <laughs> so um okay, but that's like a good point to point out as well. And for anybody dating, like to really question like why you would say no to tall men or no to skinny men or no to uh people who isn't in a weight range or usually used to. Like I think it's really important to write down the qualities you want in a person. And those become attractive over what you're not used to. So those will shine out. Once I started writing down the qualities, I was like, oh, they, I was seeing this DJ and I was like, oh, I'd never be friends with him. Um, mm. And with Leland, he has all the qualities that I want. And that shone true and made him like more attractive than any of the guys that I think that I'm usually attractive to. So, nice. yeah, you got to write the list. You got to send it to the universe <laughs> or whatever the fuck. It's uh, the ultimate planning, writing that list. Oh, and you said you met your partner during the pandemic. Is your partner a comedian? No. no oh, what did not. they do? She, uh, she, so she dances and sells like those ballet shoes. She works at a company that sells the ballet shoes. So it's kind of perfect in that she is, she is uh, an artist, but not of the same uh, exact thing. So it's like, it's a good mix because I feel like sometimes and I don't know if you've found this in dating non-artists like it could obviously work out but sometimes there's a learning curve of like no this is this is my work even if it's something that doesn't pay me a lot right away it is the career trajectory and you're like you know 
oh, I got to, you know, go out tonight or I got to go to Cleveland for $200 because for this thing and I'll be back tomorrow. And like some people don't get that as much as other people do. And I think because she's in a dance background, she kind of understands more of that, uh, that lifestyle. Yeah, no, that's I completely agree with you. Um, I think it's really important because obviously she's like also chasing a dream. So she's able to have like empathy towards it. And I think regular people, they're like, let's go brunch on Sunday at 10 a.m. And I'm like, no, I was out till two or three. And I know they <laughs> okay. were out too drinking and dancing, but it's not the same. I'm like emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. or yeah. Or you have to go away for the weekends. You're not available in the evening times. Like there's been tons of times I've had to cancel date night with Leland to do a show and he understands that he'll be like yeah okay we'll just do it after or we'll do it before or I'll come to the show or we'll do it the next day and it's not a big deal right. but that is, I just can't imagine it working out with anyone who's not who, who doesn't get that side of things and I think a lot of and totally understandable that a lot of people we are we are nightmares today uh, if I just had a regular <laughs> nine to five and my partner was out every night till god knows when and then right. they weren't free on the weekends I'd be like fuck this yeah and like, like my ex, you know, nice, nice person. It, it ended amicably, but the biggest kind of fissure came when I realized she was like, saw comedy as my hobby oh. and not like, you know, as kind of a thing of like, well, eventually, you know, you'll probably do it, you know, less and then you could get this job and we could, and you're just like, eh, no, that's not what, no. that's not what this is. Yeah, no, no, that's the worst. And it's so, um, it's like a little hurtful as well. You're like, you need someone yeah. who's going to be your biggest cheerleader. Cause mm-hmm. I like last night, I w- cried all the way to Astoria, just like overwhelmed. Cause it's exhausting what we do. It's um, like, I love it so much, but it's, um, it can just have nights where you're just like, that just broke me. And it was great to be able to ring Leland and he knows exactly what to say, the right thing to mm-hmm. say. And just to also like get me out of my head from whatever paranoia or, you know, and, and I trust that his, you know, opinion is right because right. He, he gets the whole whole world where if I were just dating like a regular accountant, they probably be just like, well, why are you putting yourself through this, you psycho? Yeah. And, it, and it's very tough to keep like, even without the partner, try and keep yourself steady because like, like, so two nights. So this was on Monday. So three nights ago. I had a spot at the cellar and I went right after Chris Rock and I very briefly met Chris Rock, one of my favorite comics. I talked to him just a very little bit and it was like, you know, it was dream stuff. And then like two nights later, I'm at a mic in my hometown, just bombing. And I'm just like, you're just like, God, like 48 hours ago, I was on top of the world. And now I'm just doing new stuff, bombing people, barely paying attention to me. And it's tough to, you know, be like, you know, they say not to get too high on the highs, too low on the lows and just try and find yourself in that middle pocket of that. No, it's really hard. It feels like um, like an abusive relationship because, you know, a lot of uh, abusive relationships, you stay because the highs are so good that the lows are worth it. And that's what it right. feels like. I mean, last night I went through the exact same thing, a, a real high and then a real low. And it's like, <laughs> that's like, I, you feel crazy because you're like how did this all happen in the space of four hours yeah <laughs> yeah I can't yeah. even imagine I know yeah it's so it, I can't even under, I can't I don't even understand what other job other than maybe like because musicians don't even get that because they don't need yeah. people to clap or, or laugh yep. Uh-huh, so yep. they never bomb technically did, did you find when did you start what what age when when you started doing comedy so i started seven years ago and i'm 31 so okay so did you find and maybe this is more of like coming from an awkward guy scenario but after comedy i felt like so much more confident in dating and other stuff because like if you go on a date and it didn't work well or the first kiss was awkward it's just like I don't care. I've yeah. I've been in rooms with a hundred people looking at me like I was talking a different language. You know, like I I've just bombed so much so often that this bomb it means nothing to me. I completely agree with you. It's made me handle rejection so much better. Mm-hmm. It's made me be like it was just easier to move on from things. I was it's so interesting that you say that because I was thinking about how sometimes people say, "Oh, comedians are narcissists," but if anything. 
whatever sort of level of narcissism I had in me, comedy took it out of me because comedy will make mm, you, it will give you some modesty. It'll really, you got to be really okay with like something you create not working and then being okay to try it again and work it and let it fail and keep trying. And I think that brings you down and it really shows you you're not the main character as well because you're you're like an outsider watching in on people's actions or lives or yeah it doesn't make me feel like a main character at all it makes me just feel like a I'm here to entertain you I did that yeah. and see you later and there's like there's obviously a ton of psychos in comedy but yes. like if it if you yeah go about it the right way like I remember reading once like the most zen you could ever be is when you have a bad situation the quicker you're able to make it into like a good situation and like that's essentially what comedy is like you stub your toe and then you're like oh is there a joke here of how i still always stub my toe on this thing and that like there's i mean what there's nothing better than taking that a bad situation that you might have dwelled on for a while and immediately finding a way to make it into a good situation that's so true. My favorite jokes right now are well, one of my favorite jokes right now is about like something as a kid that would seem like, you know, like a bit of a like a childhood trauma or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, it's so much fun to see me be like to be able to make that funny and to see the audience be like, oh, God, where is she going with this? And then to laugh, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like that's just like the best feeling in the whole world. And you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like therapy. My stepmom said that to me once. She was like, is this like therapy? You're just getting up and talking about your stuff. And I'm like, kind of. Yeah, it helps you, <laughs> you know, come to terms with stuff. And it helps you like be a thinker and like, mm. yeah, think about what's going on in your life and stuff. And uh, I also think it helps you because uh, you're always thinking about how people are perceiving stuff or how mm. they're their reactions or how people act so you can write this like great joke or whatever and it made it makes me it's made me you know ever since I did comedy like if someone's annoyed with me I really think like okay well what how are they seeing that or how do they interpret what I said mm -hmm. or like what are the hundred different possibilities of how they're perceiving something so instead of being like when I was younger I'd be like oh like that's so annoying fuck them but now I'm like hey what's going like what's going on like always just be like hey can you explain to me what you're hearing right. even if they attack attack me I'm, I'm more likely to be like wait, wait wait what's going on what are you what did you hear what did you and then I can like get a chance to explain myself and I think comedy has really taught me that that because I've had jokes on TikTok and I'm like how the fuck does that person interpretate two sentences <laughs> like that so I just and think it really helps you be like never presume to know what someone's thinking or how they'll interpret your words <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Cause there's also just there, there's the good part of that. And then there's taking that too far where you're just like, Oh, this person barely even paid attention. To what I said, they're five margaritas deep. Like that's, you know, this is, this is, I'm doing too much work to find out that this person is just drunk or w wanting to hate me or whatever it may be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like when it's not your friend or when it's something on the, like I did fall victim to responding to a comment the other day and I don't know why I, I, I will blame it all on like maybe PMS and but it, it's just like I get bad comments all the time but it's also like I don't mind because I have like a good like I like I'm doing something right people are following me and they're liking the stuff mm. and that's just part of the parcel especially being a woman on the internet you're gonna get and then an immigrant too gosh the Americans gosh. you know so <laughs> but one guy wrote like something and then i just said like does this make you feel good and then he was like oh that that's a good response yeah and then he was like oh, some sense of humor for a comedian and i was like no i'm just being genuine because if you don't like it you can just scroll by and mm -hmm. like for me personally like i i don't care what you think this is i actually wrote this like an essay like a pathetic loser because i'm right <laughs> i don't care what you think but obviously I do, sometimes but it's very yeah. like i give myself like maybe like one a year where i yeah. could just really kind of go out and let it loose a bit yeah and this stuff i haven't done this in probably yeah, probably like a year and i wrote like you know I, i've left my country and my family and my friends and i work non-stop and I now have a career out of this um and I just think that like you could go on and write to someone who's not 31 and who doesn't feel confident in what they're doing and like really like hurt them and upset them so maybe just like next time just scroll by and then he was like don't let negative comments hurt you do you best of luck and I was like oh, whatever what am I doing it, it, it is like kind of crazy though if you like talk to people like that 
5% of them will kind of like, I mean, whether that actually changes behavior or not is, is it probably a whole nother thing, but they will kind of be like, take a step back. Like I've had so many similar comments would be like, man, this was mean, but I hope you have a good day. And they'll be like, Oh, sorry. You too. (laughs) It's like, it's just like, you know, it's like, I just think so many people that they don't, it's like, they don't realize people on the internet see the things they're writing to people. They don't realize you're human. The last time I did it was probably a year ago and it got, no, maybe two years ago. This is like start pandemic. And he called me like ugly on it. And I was like, Hey, this is like really unnecessary. Do you feel like better? Like shaming someone's appearance. And then he wrote back and was like, oh, I don't even actually think you're ugly. I was just having a bad day. And I just go out and write mean comments to people. And you're right. That's like not cool at all. So I was like, woohoo, one, one. But you're also a psycho. I didn't say that, but I was like, okay. (laughs) Because it's like, again, like, I don't think I'm like going to be everybody's cup of tea. But I'm also not insecure with my looks because I just like I'm lucky to be like, I have what I have. But he can say that to some fucking 14 year old girl who looks 20, you know, and she could be like suicidal after fucking mm. comments like that. So I just wish that they would realize that there is like just scroll by. You don't need. And it, there's no way that this can make them feel better going and roasting yeah. people like ridiculous, mm-hmm. ridiculous. What was it? Oh, how did you meet your partner in the pandemic? Uh, Hinge. Oh, Hinge is the best. Yeah. Hinge was my, Hinge was my favorite. Hinge and OK Cupid were my favorites. Oh, I was okay, I was on like good. all of them. I was on all of them at the same time. I liked Tinder and OK Cupid, and then Bumble was okay. I thought Tinder was a wasteland. Tinder is a wasteland. Yeah, Tinder's. I I haven't been on Tinder in like five years or something, but um, I I didn't like Bumble because I don't like making the first move. Um, I mean, like I slid into my boyfriend's DMs, but I don't like it when people like because the way I loved Hinge because you could just swipe in all the people you like, and then whoever talks to me that narrows it down, you know. Mm-hmm. um and then yeah i thought hinge is very good okay cupid maybe had like an identity crisis because it asked too many questions and i was like I asked too many questions this. but i think some people it's almost like the planning planner in me who's like it, a lot of people will give you a lot of information and it was you know it was kind of good because you could go through and you could find out a lot even before like the first date whereas even though i liked hinge and it was probably my favorite all the other dating apps you get like eight words from people. And I I don't know if this was a a guy thing too, but a lot, a lot of women did not put much information. That was always my least favorite profile is like when people, you'd see this from like very attractive people, but they put like, uh, you know, like send me a witty a line or be like favorite hobby guess and you'd be like give me something <laughs> like give yes. me something of your of your of your personality before i talk with you yeah what the fuck i'd be like i don't know reading what that's the worst i hate yeah some guys i found similar thing didn't give a lot or they lied a lot of lies like oh i'm like i'm a family man and then they're like the biggest fuck boy ever and you're like what's even the point <laughs> of this like get on tinder where you belong um family man seems like a a big almost like a a red flag in the sense of like i don't know if i believe that i don't know if i would believe that when i see that i believed it i believed it and then four dates later he was like what gave you the impression i was looking for a relationship (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like what are you looking from this and he was like oh you're just so much fun like i want to be mates and keep doing this and i was like i don't let my mates put their penis inside me (laughs) i think because i watched the bachelor and everyone on that show has a hard-on for family it's like the thing they love the most in the world but like you know that 90 percent of these people are like instagram psychos that like they don't i'm not saying they dislike their family but it's like you know you're on here to be a minor celebrity and clean up uh, through instagram yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah you're not on it for the i love watching those shows though to see the people who end up together like too hot to handle like my favorite couple did end up and stayed together and like that was like they had recorded it in the pandemic so they've been together like a year and a half so they're going i think i know i know exactly who you're talking about i don't remember names but i know exactly they were so great and they like are so cute now i love their instagrams and stuff so i love when it's real then there was that other couple and he fucking fucked off on her. And I was like, you had us fooled. That was, was that the black couple? Yeah. 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 I was raging. 
raging um mm-hmm. you know what though i'm going to be biased against a whole country i don't really trust the frenchmen <laughs> 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 any french guy listens gonna be like what fuck you <laughs> at least i didn't do your accent french guy but i don't like um i i genuinely this is the only country i would ever be like super biased against um and it's just because it's a more open to non-monogamy and i'm uh, so true. monogamous that i don't even want the i don't even want the possibility like i don't want to be 50 and then be like oh let's bring a mistress like i'd love a mistress or something i want mm. them to be riddled with shame about that stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what that good irish guilt yeah yeah oh, i'd yeah. be too jealous i couldn't do deal with it so no i'd be nervous because that's part of the culture and i'm sure like a lot of people are like what are you talking about we're monogamous which look that's what i read on a post somewhere and i'm sticking <laughs> with it <laughs> this was great um i want to ask you one more question just for the patreon heads but firstly what where can people find you um i'm on social media i am sean murphy is my handle and yeah special out you could uh the audio anywhere audio is available and uh the videos on youtube that's brilliant okay perfect and then for the patreon um even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.